0: You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandy's can give you that comforting pause. (sighs) Forget those Sunday night blues for a second with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandy's. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandy's.
1: Plus, you can get 10% off with code IHEART10. So if you're ready to say goodbye to power struggles and hello to peaceful, loving relationships with your kids, it's time to give Love & Logic a try. Visit their website or call today. Your sanity will thank you. Love & Logic, because parenting and teaching should be a joy, not a chore. Visit loveandlogic.com. Hi, Christy.
2: Hey, Will.
3: How are you?
2: I'm so good.
3: Are you centered? You seem centered.
2: I'm glad because, you know, I have a green screen behind me and we can do anything with this that we want. We could animate this background.
3: (laughs) I think we could. I like I like the inflection, too. We can animate this background, which is different than animating the background, which is don't
2: Anna hate. okay? don't Anna hate on the green screen. (laughs) I think so. But hit
3: us up at all of our different socials, which, again, I don't know the addresses. I don't know social media stuff where what is our social stuff? I, it's
2: just I hear voices podcasts. Oh, okay, on Instagram cool. Instagram so, and and TikTok, and yeah, TikTok.
3: I'll, yeah, so hit us up and let us know um, respectfully, please, what we should have on the green screen behind Christy. <laughs> um, I think that would be great. I uh, have a green screen as well. I always make mine look like the same booth with books in the back. Smart. Um, just
2: consistency is that, key. All,
3: yeah, that's the best way to do it. How are you doing?
2: <laughs> good. How are you?
3: I'm good. I feel like I. Only I feel get like to talk it's been to you when we podcast.
2: It's really lame because we went from going to comic cons together like week after week for a good two months, and then it's now now we don't we don't talk we don't write we just podcast.
3: I know it's the best, it's, isn't it?
2: It's, it's no, I like you.
3: <laughs> I like you too. <laughs> Sorry, I you like, don't like you me. too. No, I, I like get, you too. I did get I did
2: get feedback from another podcast that like um well my other podcast and they were like they were like oh, so you're like a theater kid. And I was like, well, yeah, what else? Well, yeah, what is, as opposed <laughs> to what? I don't get what that means. Oh, man. We had a great show last week. Um, Dietrich Bader
3: yeah. was fantastic, How good was wasn't Dietrich? He? How good was Dietrich? There were so many, like, life lesson-y things, at, but, but specifically in the life of an entertainer and an actor that were so helpful uh, that were really pretty amazing. So, uh, yeah, we, we've talked about... And it's so funny because it seems like it's so, um, I don't know, it seems like it it, it is so kind of like self-promoting when we have talked about our amazing, uh, incredible contest that is coming up, the super awesome contest to become the next big voice actor. Um, I can say it now. I didn't even look it up. I didn't didn't write it down. But one of the things you said, which is absolutely true, which is one of the best ways to prepare for the Super Awesome Contest to become the next big voice actor, is to go back and watch some of our old episodes. And again, it sounds like we're kind of promoting ourselves, but some most, if not all, of the actors that we've had on have the greatest advice, the greatest different kind of exercises you can use. I mean, again, you were talking about Dietrich and just his advice on... Being an actor, putting yourself into it, I was mesmerized. I'm not going to lie. I woke up that I was morning too. feeling a little disillusioned with some parts of the industry. And hmm. you always get, as an actor, you always kind of go through these different things. And after we talked to him, I was like, I'm in the best business in the world. Like, he just made you <laughs> feel good, you know? It was great.
2: He really did. He I, Honestly, he, he, he was a really wonderful person with a great worldview, in my opinion. I think our business can make people jaded sometimes, but the good thing about the community of voice actors is that they are so lighthearted and they love what they do. And I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think our contest is amazing. You know how many people come up to us anytime we're at a comic con or like, how can I break into this industry? And I mean, if you're going to be famous, you might as well be famous doing something where all the people around you are happy.
3: Yeah. I love that too. Plus I just love there's it's, you know, it's not about being famous with VO, which is what's yeah. so great. It's about right. the joy of, uh, I mean, we're talking, uh, we, you and I always kind of joke and talk about how, you know, as voiceover actors, I, and we've also talked about children, where I have been very lucky in my life not to have any kids. Um, <laughs> Keep how, away
2: from kids. <laughs> yeah, as,
3: as voiceover actors, though, we talk about, like, what's it like to have Eric Bowser read you a bedtime story? What's mm-hmm. it you know? What's it like to to have these actors uh, come on and and just tell a story to their children? I mean, it's just the coolest thing in the world. There's that love and that joy of the voiceover industry, and it's just such a different niche for the rest from the rest of the industry. And uh, it is it's just growing, fun to play. And, yes, yeah, exactly.
2: It, so, it is growing, right? It is. I mean, it is. I've well, always well, thought it's there's becoming like
3: more inclusive, which is what it's needed for mm-hmm. a very long time. So that's that's gotcha. a good thing. In that sense, it's mm-hmm. a very very good thing. Um, and that's one, that's one of the things that's been able to allow us to do this contest. What was, what was the name
2: of the contest again, Christy? Oh boy. You do this every time where I have my guard down and then you're like, go for it.
3: (laughs) What was it? I can't remember the name. no,
2: I really don't know. I'm going to write it down next time, Will, and it's going to be a post-it and I'm never going to make this mistake again. You're going
3: to be crowning the winner and and you're going to be like, thank you so much for joining the what was it called today <laughs> for us today <laughs> it's the super awesome contest to become the next big voice actor
2: super awesome contest to become the next big voiceover actor
3: right? Vo- just voice actor i, th- I don't <laughs> oh, think we added God. over and i think at the yeah, end of the day we sense. probably should have uh, no, I, I don't know it's perfect. I, think, I like i like it i like and it. they can
2: follow us and all of our announcements about the contest that are coming up Yes. um you know on socials and of course like he said like listen to other episodes to brush up on your skills cuz big things yep. are coming
3: and there's a number of reasons why we are not getting into the actual specifics of what's happening because we're People working out a whole like, bunch so of stuff frustrated. i know but that's the thing you got to understand we are working out some things that are so okay so i don't want to build it up too much but they're so unbelievably awesome that you're going to love it
2: so today we have an amazing guest, it's Amy Landecker.
3: That's right, she plays Ugga on The Crude's Family Tree, and Season 2 is now streaming on Peacock and Hulu.
2: Amy Landecker, we're super excited to have you here on I Hear Voices. Thank you. It's fun to be here.
3: Thank you for joining us. Thank <laughs> you so much for joining us. I don't know if you're, you've been told this, but you are here for our Golden Girls episode, where that's all we're going to be talking about is the 80s sitcom. Really? No, no
4: one mentioned it to uh, me. <laughs>
3: No, I'm kidding. That would be the worst, isn't it? If you just weren't prepared to do whatever. It's like, we're going to be talking about season three of Magnum P.I. Are you ready? I just finished. Um. So such an incredible coincidence.
4: I just finished. Excellent. How are you? I'm good. I meant to like dry my hair and be a little more presentable, but the day got away from me. So you're getting like, I feel like this is my detective look from uh, Your Honor, but uh, it doesn't matter. This is a voiceover.
3: Isn't it wonderful? Does it affect your performance when you know you're just doing voiceover Uh, and all you have to concentrate on is just your performance? It's
4: so free. Um, I mean, it's weird. I'm a weird on camera actor because I actually try to do it like I'm doing voiceover. Like I go into hair and makeup, and then for the rest of the day that I shoot, I have this really strange ritual where I never look at myself the entire day. So I won't, if I go to the bathroom, I won't look. If I'm in my trailer, wow. I won't look because I don't actually want to think about it because I think I started in voiceover and I learned and theater, which is a much freer form, too, because, you know, like a sure. camera drilling down on you. Yeah. And, you know, people are always like, you have no like you have no vanity or ego in your work. I'm like, because I'll look terrible and not care. But I really think that came from starting in voiceover and theater and wanting to keep that freedom. Yeah. I don't want to, like, limit myself worrying about i mean the the times i'm the most dysfunctional in this business is like red carpet stuff where i'm just like "Ugh!" like because i do come from the tradition of like blah 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 blah, you know (laughs) like like just like yeah like use your hands use your voice be whatever you and you have no limits so i feel really lucky for that because i feel like it's helped me not fall into some of the traps of the on-camera world although You know, certainly I'm susceptible like anybody else. But um, I try to remember that my roots and how much I enjoy that freedom you know of, of that
2: interesting yeah. so it's a balance for sure i mean because because like you know you do like to you know put some makeup on and and walk the carpet yeah, you now and then good but, for
4: sure but it's like yeah. the pressure sometimes it just feels nice to take that away completely and voiceover always oh, takes it away yeah it, you know
3: i always take red carpet. yeah
4: well people are like isn't red red it carpets. fun I'm, I'm like them. let me ask you let me ask oh. you do you like having your picture taken? Do you like, like, at most 90% of yeah. people, No, nobody's like, oh, my God, I love having my picture taken. <laughs>
3: like it's Right. Like, right. So yeah. those it's are the same people that loved high school. Exactly. Like, oh, my God, I, oh, loved, I loved high school.
4: Like, what? Yeah, it's a very yeah. rare person who I think enjoys <laughs> all of it. But, you know, I mean, yeah. it looks yeah. really good from the couch at home. <laughs> That's what I realized. I was like, no, it's actually much more fun to watch than it is to do yeah. it, you know, because it's stressful. But voiceover is always It's been a performance. Like, yeah. And I, you know, my dad's a disc jockey. I don't know if you guys knew that in Chicago. So I, I don't yeah, know very, really. very, no. very, 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 uh, very, he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Museum. He's been award, he's in the wow. Hall of Fame, uh, I don't he was inducted, la- what's it, John what's Records name? Landecker. Yeah, what's so he was on WLS. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's, so, like, he's... Yeah, so I grew up around microphones is my point and kind of, like, Oh, not... yeah.
3: Well, I mean, he, he had to get into that with a middle name of Records. I, well, I, mean, no I know,
4: and that's really his middle name, but here's the... Cra- is oh, yeah, really? for wow. sure. But the craziest that's thing is awesome. his first radio job, they told him to change his name to Scott Walker because they said you'll never work in this business with John Records Landecker as your name, which is so weird because that's what got him into, like, Ripley's <laughs> Believe It or Not <laughs> at first because of his middle name. But he, like... Not only was his middle name Records, because my great-grandfather's last name was Records, so he was just given my his, his grandfather's last name okay. as a middle name. But he also would pretend. By the way, I'm so distracted by how beautiful Christie is. I'm like, well, there's an on-camera person, <laughs> with, like right there, at the hair. Yeah, not, not it, really. Not... It goes
3: away. It goes <laughs> away <laughs> oh, fast. It,
4: stop. No, it's stop. Like, I'm like it's just green. Yeah, is that what it is? Oh, <laughs> yes. You know, that's what most people, I would say, makes them more beautiful is like a big green screen in the back. No. Um, exactly. <laughs> first of all, you're
3: right. Most, most, most of our guests say exactly that. They're like, oh I my like god, Amy. I'm so mesmerized by Christy. and Will. I, I can see why Amy. you picked voiceover. <laughs> Um, so I get that he's too a character <laughs> he's bad. you are very good looking
4: <laughs> he's for a person on a microphone very I. oh well yes. thank you
3: that's very sweet <laughs> um,
4: but I but he was he pretended he was a disc jockey in his closet as a kid like he he always wow. wanted so I grew up Pre- actually reading, like, I would literally be in the bathroom and take an Aveno bottle and be like, pro- I would make ads, like, protect and hydrate, sunscreen. And that's what I did as a kid. No.
3: Yeah. Yes. Really? So you're doing, you're starting I your love ad reads? I, I swear to God. I, I don't,
4: I'm, I have no, and then, I mean, that's what I did before animation for a good 15 years in VO. I was just commercial for, until I moved to LA. And I always wanted wow. to do animation, because of course that's the creative side of it. Sure. But I'm also not an, a natural... You know, it's so funny. I watch The Croods and I see these like insanely gifted voiceover actors who can do like a thousand things. I, I That is not my... I, that is not my gift. I, but And I'm so right. in awe of them, and I think that's why it took me a while to get into animation because it sort of offshot more from my on-camera career that I started to get to do sure. it, mm-hmm. which I feel really, really lucky about. But, um, no, I was always, mm-hmm. like, the the voice of Hallmark or Cymbalta or, like, you know, just very serious, wow. like, you know, very well, emotional. <laughs> that's huge, though. Oh, it was fantastic. Nothing, I mean, it was, yeah. it was incredible. I loved yeah. every second of it. And I felt very, very There's lucky. nothing
3: that makes you feel like you don't belong in a room, like standing next to Dee Bradley. Yeah, girl. exactly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> exactly. it's like you walk in going, oh, I think I'm pretty good no, at this. Was, and then I, you're like, oh, man, I, mean, I have no idea what the, I'm doing. The
4: gifts are, it's extraordinary, really. It's kind of extraordinary.
3: It's insane. It really is. We it's started
4: awesome. the crudes in COVID in quarantine. That's when we first started recording when you weren't leaving the house, right? When we were all like afraid to open a box from Amazon. So we did like our, we did this where we met on Zoom. And sure. I mean, I got to watch everybody do their performances for the first like six episodes and it was pretty intimidating. I was like, oh my God. So, <laughs> yeah. so talented, so funny. And Normally you don't really have access to that process at all. It's just you alone. So it was cool. I have so, a, I.
3: So wait, let's. Yeah. I want to go back. Origin story yes. time. We're doing, yeah. we got to do your origin story. Okay. See, so you're from Chicago. Yeah. And you Chicago. said you started on stage, so other than doing what most kids do, which is sitting in the bathroom and doing ad reads from a shampoo <laughs> bottle, um, totally normal, yeah, by the way. Yeah. Again, to other voiceover actors, it's like, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> right, that's true. Did you, yeah, did you know that, that entertainment was something that you always wanted to do?
4: You know, I, re- I did, I did, like, I was, my, my sister and I used to, like, write plays and perform them at, um at, uh, like, for our parents when we were really little, and then in high school, I ended up going to this small private school in Chicago called Francis Parker, which oddly was not a performance art school, but we had a lot of um, wonderful actors, so much so that Gene Siskel, when he was still alive and was a big film critic, came to visit our school to find out, like, what was it about this theater program? Because we weren't a performance school, but we had, like, um, Billy Zane came from our school and um, wow. Daryl Hannah and this was when those movies were like huge wow. like splash what if- and then from my class alone was um, I mean I make a living at it. this guy Paul Edelstein who's on prison break and uh, yeah. who's a very you know he's on camera all the time I don't know what else he's been doing but and Tim Griffin who's another actor from Chicago that I just did a movie with Searching 2 and um, RIP Ann H was in our class um, and just oh, passed uh, so tragically. Wow. But we were a very um, we, we did tons of plays, all, all four of us. Um, I was in you know, all the plays. And, and I went to college thinking, I will be honest with you, speaking of looks, I, um, I didn't think I was like the look of an actress on camera at the time when I was in high school. And so it never really like, occurred to me that I could make a living at acting. And I went to University of Wisconsin, and I was going to be a broadcaster. So that, And I think because of my dad, and I loved sports, and I loved Chicago sports, and I thought I'd be a female sportscaster, which I think is actually a really great oh, idea. That's really cool. Yeah, I think it yeah, would have so been cool. an amazing career path. But I did end up... Um, getting a crush on an acting teacher in college who told me to join the acting program. So, of course, to be near him, I joined the acting program and started kind of inadvertently falling into it. And then when I got out of college, my sister started a theater company with some friends from New York, and they asked me to do a show with them. And I just got these insane reviews. And I was like, oh, I guess I... I I ha, like I can, I can do, do this. this. And at the same time, Amy Brenneman, who now I've become friends with and I get mistaken for all the time, oddly enough, <laughs> was on NYPD Blue and people started to yeah. say to me, you look just like this actress on NYPD Blue. And the irony that like 25 years later, I would live in LA and many times people will come up to me and be like, I love you on The Leftovers or they'll tell her I love you <laughs> on Transparent and we're like, I'm not that Amy. So weird, <laughs> wow. so weird. But she sort so, of was like an inspiration. Like, oh, maybe I could do that. You know.
3: She's from our neck of the woods. Amy Brenneman I believe, is a Connecticut native. Is she really? And I think her mom was a judge, which is why she did judging Amy. Amy. That's right.
0: And oh, both my wow. parents are
3: Connecticut lawyers. Oh, you're and kidding! Knew her mother, oh, that's like, yeah. She's well. really like
2: brilliant. Like what?
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What so, is
2: it about Chicago that is just in the water there, where everyone is so freaking talented? Well, I about- think
4: <laughs> I mean it's. It is weird. I was talking to someone about the theater scene there too. Like nobody I think the weather first of all like you're (laughs) locked inside like most of the year and there's no other I think there's a real like working class attitude about acting that actually makes people like very grounded and very realistic like Steppenwolf Theater was obviously like this massive influence on even the way people act now on camera in general like that really rock and roll, like rooted naturalism. And I think because we knew, I mean, it was funny because I actually, so I did a play with Michael Shannon, who's been nominated for a million Oscars and is a big Chicago guy, Boardwalk Empire and stuff. I did a play with him at the Red Orchid Theater and an agent came and I did a bunch of voices in it. And she said, "Um, have you ever thought about doing voiceover? So I actually got into voiceover from literally a play that I did. Wow. And didn't realize too that the, really the only way to make money as an actor in Chicago in a living wage is to either do on camera commercials or, or voiceover because there are no, there's not enough film work and there's not enough TV work. You're never going to be. You know, it's, you're not gonna make a living, maybe now with all the Chicago PD shows, but maybe that's one or two people who get that contract. So, there, w- but there are all these ad agencies, you know, there's J. Walter Thompson, there's Leo Burnett, all these ad agencies are based in Chicago. So it allowed like theater people and Second City and those kinds of actors to stay. I wasn't gonna leave Chicago. I left because a play took me to New York. I, I was just gonna live there and do voiceover and have, make a great living and do theater and be creatively fulfilled. Um, so it just has, it doesn't, as soon as I worked in New York, I was like, oh, everyone's d- in New York is not everyone, but there's definitely a sense when you're in New York, there's way more pressure. Cause there's like way more money involved and there's, and there's a sense that you might get something from it or you're also working on camera. So you're, you're always like one foot out the door to leave, to do something like Chicago. There's nothing else to do. You know, you're just there to do right. the play. And I think right. that it makes for some of the best acting I've ever seen,
3: honestly. I, I also think Chicago has a real emphasis on improv.
4: Yes, that's true. And too. and, yeah, and yes.
3: improv is, is, is one of the most important facets of any style of acting. I don't care if you are a voiceover actor, if you're on stage, if you're a dramatic Definitely. actor. Just being able to instantly think on your feet yes. and work and a react, crowd. You know, and react. And not and listen. Like stuck. And, yeah, that you're listening. Exactly. That's
4: really true. Exactly. It's really true. it makes
3: ah. a huge difference and there is such an emphasis on that with Second City and everything else that's there and, and, um, and Amy
4: and Steppenwolf has like an improvisatory like you were saying even in trauma there's we've all either taken classes at Second City or we've we they get such a such a vibe in Chicago you're right that that energy can be used even if you're not actually changing the words every time but you're yeah. you're creatively improvising like emotionally improvising Mm -hmm. you're being open to it being different every night and that that's not true everywhere else i feel like people know i agree 100
2: and amy you said that you don't do like a thousand voices but that's not i mean i don't i would i would maybe it's not d bradley baker like that that talent that he has right but i think that you're also a testament to being rooted in all of that educational, you know, development and all of that beautiful technique work over those years. Really, though, because because I, I I definitely struggled, um, you know, when we were doing Kim Possible and other things where you have to enrich the voices that you do with so much subtext in the choices that you make in the voice that it, it, there's a lot more that goes into it that makes you a good voice actor rather you know what I'm saying so you don't need to do a thousand voices to be a good voice actor
3: oh no I agree hundred percent that's right and that's one of the things is people think that being a great voice actor means doing a thousand voices and a lot of us can't yeah I mean that is it to, to sit next to a John DiMaggio or a Dee Bradley Baker or a Tara Strong and watch them do 15 voices that's they're amazing at that that's why they are who they are yeah most people can't do that
2: yeah <laughs>
1: Plus, you can get 10% off with code IHEART10. So if you're ready to say goodbye to power struggles and hello to peaceful, loving relationships with your kids, it's time to give Love & Logic a try. Visit their website or call today. Your sanity will thank you. Love & Logic, because parenting and teaching should be a joy, not a chore. Visit loveandlogic.com.
5: If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian
6: To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com.
3: I have several questions following up on a couple things you said. The first is because I can't get this out of my head. Searching two. Is that T O O or searching two? It as is. in it's the second so search. There is a searching.
4: Non-second. Searching. I think it's yeah, I'm gonna make sure. See. This is my my husband always has a joke, like, if only we had a device, when I'm like, I what I just want to make sure. I say the
3: same thing to my oh, wife, do you? but I love the fact that are you Googling your yes, I'm own sure, films? Yes, For
4: because yourself. Well, because I wanna make sure I get this right. So searching one. Yes. I just want to make sure it's twenty eighteen. It was. It was actually a huge hit. I know. Obviously, you haven't heard of it because you're asking me what Searching Two is.
3: Well, no, that's how funny if it was Searching also. No, but there's literally like like a. There is
4: a sequel, although not totally related. um, And but Searching One, and I am now I am going to look up my own movie (laughs) to tell Uh, you to tell you.
3: uh, Oh wow! I starred in this.
4: uh, Well, I don't have like a huge part in it or anything. Um, but I'm fine. It's good. Nia, it's, it's Nia Long (laughs) and Ken Lung and Storm Reed, And so I play the best. Anyway, I'm not even going to say what I, I'm like her mom's best friend. And all, both of that and the first one are found footage. They're all found footage. So it's like,
3: okay. Like, and and I've done,
4: yeah, I did another found footage and I can't remember the name of it. (laughs)
3: Oh god, you have to Google another film you're in.
4: Like I wanna say paranormal too, but that's not it.
3: <laughs> it's throwing out another let's pretend it is. Let's pretend yeah, it is. Paranormal Amy. Too. What was it like shooting paranormal? <laughs> it was too?
4: really fun. I had a great time. Um but oh, I man. no, this this one is like I just think that there's some that are more like the, the, I really felt like the first I watched Searching One before I said yes to Searching Two because I did not know about Searching One which I will sure, say okay. I think <laughs> it was a Sundance movie so it, was, it didn't have high expectations so then the fact that it made as much money as it did they were like we oh, need to do great. a sequel so but it works okay. really really well like I, I felt like they really pulled it off and, um, and hopefully this one does too it was so weird though because Tim Griffin and I in our graduating class at Francis Parker there was about 60 kids so it's not a really big class yeah it's small and we're right, yeah. like that's walking down the hall at the at our fitting and i'm like what the hell are you doing here and we it was, <laughs> and we'd been cast in this movie together we had our that's great. our 35 year high school reunion this year too and we were like Shh. there at the reunion going like we just did this movie together it was very it's very small oh, that's, that's that's
3: cool yeah it was so really cool.
2: fun really fun
3: I, I tell people that i star in a whole bunch of never found footage you know. <laughs> like I'm in. Oh, I did 11 movies last year. They just have never been able to find any of the footage. Um, that and is I just
4: did you just make that up, so, or is that really? I, I did. That's yeah, yeah, no, really no. good, Bob. Peace and progress. That's guy. really funny. <laughs> I did a bunch of never
3: found footage. Never found footage films. I was very good in several that's of them. That's really um, funny. My other question for you is you're a huge Chicago sports fan, but you go to school in Wisconsin, fi- on Wisconsin <laughs> Fight? Uh-oh. I'm uh oh! I go about Badgers.
4: Um, yeah. I, Well, okay. First of all, well, right the reason that, was that on I am not like a Fight huge right that I'm line. not a huge Chicago college sports fan.
3: Okay, you're a pro. You're it's you're the Bulls and yeah, the Blackhawks and absolutely. the Bears. Yeah, I don't have any gotcha, like, gotcha, real gotcha.
4: investment in any Chicago in any okay. Illinois colleges like Northwestern. Okay, I mean, not but, that I don't want Northwestern to win or whatever. Like I'm, of course. but I'm not. If anything, my my, both of my um, grandparents were professors at uh, University of Michigan, and so I grew up with like go blue big time. Like it was sure. all about what did they What did they teach? Uh, my one was a sociology professor, professor and one was architecture. Um, wow, really cool. Yeah, and my my one oh, project almanac. See, I did look it up. Project almanac. She did not paranormal too. <laughs> um. Anyway my so my great my grandfather well here's all my my trivia about my family my great grandfather okay. on my mom's side was joseph my welch who prosecuted mccarthy so i came from a very like cool like okay. american history story of a republican who was really decent um and and not that they can't exist now but it was at a time when it was um he did some really amazing things and then my yeah. my my Dad's family was like the Democrats of, of Ann Arbor. So there were these two families, and they all they loved each other, and they got along. They were completely opposite politically. Um, but my my dad's dad was blind. Uh, he lost his eyesight at, like, age 30 through something that now we could easily fix. And he still wow. became a professor. He was a German Jew. He left during World War II. He escaped because University of Michigan sponsored him to come over here. He was a really wow. bright, brilliant guy who... Would, would not have survived if he stayed in Berlin. So they they smuggled him out, and he became a professor and the head of the sociology department and wrote textbooks blind. So I come oh, from a very geez, brilliant, wow. I am, luckily, I always say I'm just dumb enough to be happier than a lot of people in my family. <laughs> like, I'm not as, luckily, not as smart as ever, all the really smart, hard thinkers. Wow. But anyway, they, uh, that's, my, I thought it was always interesting that my dad became a disc jockey with a blind parent and it was something that like he could relate to how did I get on my family well, yeah. is, where did I go oh Sound. Michigan no but that's great yeah, go Michigan, blue. yeah this. we're talking about Michigan go blue <laughs> <Yes. So
2: laughs> it, was,
4: it was a big turn so, the, so I was really into University of Michigan but I didn't want to go to University of Michigan because my grandparents were there and I didn't want to go to University of Illinois because it was too close to home and I wanted to go to a Big Ten school because I was really into football I was a huge football fan okay. oddly Wisconsin sucks when I went to University of Wisconsin. We were like the worst football team. I hated the games. It was completely unpleasant. I didn't realize, but that was how that... Now, really funny is my husband now, Bradley Whitford, is from University of Wisconsin, and his ex-wife went to University of Wisconsin, so I
3: think he... He's also a Connecticut boy. Is he? Is he, Bradley? Isn't Bradley Whitford a Connecticut boy? I believe he is. From where? Well, he's also a voice actor. Maybe, you know, it might just be his character in West Wing. (laughs) That was yes. Well, that's that not.
4: That's a fiction. That's not. Can I ask you a question? Has person. your has
3: your husband ever done his impression of a throwing up cat for you?
0: I, I actually <laughs> do you believe know Brad? Yes.
3: <laughs> okay, because it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Because I was in a movie with his ex wife, and he with came with Jane. The
6: set. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Jane played my You're mom.
3: kidding. And. No, Jane played my mom. She's she's wonderful, and and he came and she it, and he did his impression of the throwing up oh. cat, and it's yeah one of the funniest things I think. Yeah, I've
4: ever no,
1: seen I in my need life. to hear I, this. I can grab. Oh, he, <laughs> Where can I, I see wish he was this? here.
4: You know why he's not here? He just took literally no joke took the cat to the vet.
1: <laughs> Stop oh. it! Cause the cat's
4: throwing
3: up. Oh my god. <laughs> he does this thing. He's it's, literally, literally, does really, it. it's really, really, really disgusting, disgusting he's like, and gross. It's he's like, like backing <laughs> up. He's like backing up as he's trying to. <laughs> It's
2: it's a physicality. So funny. So it's so, so, so funny. do you? Do, so Bradley also is a voice actor. That's you so know. Fun. I will tell you. Here's what I want to say
4: about the business. That's so weird. I first of all, yes, he does animation and he's wonderful. But he also has like one of the yeah. best, most iconic voices I've ever heard. And he he drives him crazy because he never he's not invested in it the way you need to. But he like never gets right. commercial voiceover. And it dri- yeah. we watch John Hamm on like every damn commercial. And I just want to exactly. say, like, it, somebody hire my husband, like, if I had a, if I had <laughs> a product, the animation he gets, but, like, you know, he should be, like, the voice of a car. Like, he has this, like, Nissan yes, or something. he has something. this, like, really soothing, yeah right oh i love his iconic. voice unfortunately you know
3: he was yes. the bad guy in revenge of the nerds okay 2, but he's also and that's gonna it, shoot but he's it. a also good Josh guy in the tale <laughs> well then no that's that's once so you're the things. bad guy in revenge of the nerds 2 it's over at that point May- you're just you're, the bad guy right. i'm friends with so, ted mcginley it was the same thing bad guy in in you know revenge of the nerds one is is he, so, he a bad guy strange. in
2: Marvel? in that marvel what if is he a bad guy in that who
3: in what? He's in Marvel's oh.
2: What If. My husband is. That's on. The, yeah.
3: <laughs> Let's Google. Why don't you Google your husband real He's quick? He's Colonel
2: Flynn. He's Colonel Flynn.
3: He and I were in Paranormal Three together. Did you Wait, not know I this?
2: Think, this the- <laughs> <situation>? <laughs> Wait, I think with the Marvel
4: thing, if I'm remembering correctly, we were having dinner with Patton Oswalt, and we had to ask Patton what the canon was of the Marvel story. Oh, for What If? We, oh, okay, I'm yeah, sure he knew, whole, right? We, yeah. Oh, yeah. he knew everything because we didn't know. Yeah, of course. Yeah.
3: And yeah, by the way, what he just whole,
4: so yeah, I that man works so much that like we'll we'll get invited. I, this is no joke, and this sounds terrible, but he'll get invited to like a premiere, and we can't remember what movie it is. That that happened more than once. Where we're like, wait, which one? For what? It's like
3: <laughs> that sounds. Yeah. That's how
4: much he's doing. But That's a good yeah, thing. Yeah, great. If you yeah, if you're if you're not an actor, it's great. If you're an actor, you want to like punch yeah. him in the face. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> You're
2: like, we're not going,
0: honey. <laughs> oh, my. We're going. It's disgusting. All right, That's so wait, so let me good.
3: ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Other than reading the, the voiceover copy and making up the, the ads in your bathroom growing up, did you grow up an animation fan? Did you like cartoons and watch cartoons when you were growing Absolutely,
4: up? Absolutely, but I wouldn't say, like, I mean, I, it wasn't anything I ever sort of envisioned myself doing. It wasn't really till I got into voiceover. There were these two camps, right? It was always, like, are you commercial or are you animation? I was like, well, I'm yeah. from, I'm right. commercial for sure, right? But then I would like, it was always like almost on camera work was that like dream animation became that where it's like, well, I want to do the thing where you actually like play a part, you know, and you actually get to be creative. But I mean, I loved, I grew up on, you know, Bugs Bunny. I grew up on Saturday morning cartoons. I mean, I'm so old that there were only Saturday morning <laughs> cartoons. So I didn't have like the breadth that people have now. Like, now it's like, oh, my God, it's unbelievable what's out there. But it wasn't... It is um, crazy. No, I mean, the funny thing was is I had the fantasy of being a commercial voiceover. I, my dad's friend quit being a, a disc jockey because he became the voice of Heinz Ketchup. And I found out oh, wow. how much money he made doing Heinz Ketchup. And I was like... That's the job I want. And even still to this day, there's something about the bang for your buck on commercial voiceover that is unparalleled in any other area of this. <laughs> it's like a jackpot. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The less work you do, the less you say. We used to always say the less words, the more money you were going to make. Like, you know, you know yeah. it was crazy. And, and and I got these, I finally got into animation and I was like, got, like the Croods is really my first if i'm if I'm not mistaken, like my first like ongoing series regular voiceover animation job. I mean, I'd done like guest stars. I'd done like recurrings. But it was the first time I really got to play a character for a series. And it has been, I mean, I've said it like the funnest job I've of all jobs that I've ever had. It's amazing, it's isn't it? It's ridiculous. You really can't be. But it, you it don't can't pay either. like the
2: other jobs. That
4: doing. Right? <laughs> exactly. and it doesn't. It. And that was a shock. Like I thought, well, if you had an animated series, I remember when I booked like the Coen Brothers movie, um, A Serious Man, and my friends were like, "Well, you don't have to worry about money anymore." I was like, "I think I made like twenty five hundred dollars." Like, there's a perception yeah. of some exactly. things. That you're going to make, like, a lot of money. And then, and I always thought, well, if I had a series regular on an animated show, but it doesn't work like that. Like, I mean, unless you're doing The Simpsons and you're in, like, year seven, you know. Yeah, right. Seven. Right. Try thirty to
3: thirty-seven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, no, it's yeah. That's and people don't also realize there's different stages of even animation. Yes. So like that, you get the the uh, uh, prime time animation yes. is much different than daytime yes. animation, which is much different than eleven minute animation, which is much different. Yes. So I, this is a perfect time, Amy, to let you in on what we're doing as well. And you can tell everybody out there how important uh, being the awesome, uh, you know, voice of different products is and doing commercial reads because we have announced here at I Hear Voices that um, we are doing the super awesome contest to become the next big voice actor.
2: Oh, really? It's and called that. That's the so whole title.
3: That's literally the <laughs> title. And we are, will be launching in the next month or two, but we are allowed to, to promote it right now, at least parts of it. And the first, the first First prize that we got to uh, announce to people is the winner wins a one-year contract with a voiceover oh, agency. Cool. So one amongst of the le- other
2: things, amongst other things, oh, there's amazing <laughs> things, things coming
3: up that we can't announce. But oh, uh, wow. one of the things we talk about is everybody yeah. thinks that we're just going to have you come. The, the, the contestants are just going to have to come and do a whole bunch of funny voices. And what we're trying to explain to people is no, we we're looking for somebody who's well-rounded. So there might be a level or two of our contest that's just Ad read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's... Now, I mean, can you tell us as you're approaching... How different is it to approach a group of ads you're going to read as opposed to a, a character that you're going to develop for animation? I think
4: when I'm doing ad reads, I'm so much more focused on who I'm talking to. Like, as ah. opposed to, like, in a in an animated series, I'm more like... I'm in my character, I'm in dialogue. i I'm t- But, like, ad is, like, intention. So who who is my audience and what am i what 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 is the main message of what i'm trying to say here and i would say like the most successful ad campaign that i was a part of was definitely Cymbalta which was one of the early days of antidepressants and it was this whole new genre of commercial where we were trying to talk to people who had like mental health issues and to and sure. i was trying to communicate right. in a compassionate an empathetic way and get into the state. And you can't judge. I mean, I had a friend who tried to do commercial voiceover and he just couldn't do it because he judged it left and right. Like you have to just go in mm-hmm. and know like, yes, it's an ad for something, but it needs to be treated and, and performed in a way that you're really, you're communicating something to somebody to, for a purpose, whether to heal them, to inspire them, to help them. But it's very other directed. As opposed to like, and I think one of the big mistakes people make is they like think about how does this, how does my voice sound? Whereas actually in animation, that's kind of more important. A lot, like especially when I'm playing like Ugga, oh we always are dropping it. They're like, drop it, drop it. Because I like, I need to stay in a certain zone to not sound like hope. You know, like I need to dis- sure. d- to right. differentiate myself. I'm Matriarch. In a cast. Yeah. But when it's me in the Mm -hmm. spot, I mean, yes, my voice quality matters, but it's the intention behind it that's going to create the quality of the voice. So I would treat it like uh, much more a monologue in a scene and think about who is that other person in the scene with you. Is it your best friend? Is it a kid? Is it, you know, I mean, I think it's going to really influence. Is it your father? Is it it influences the way that you interpret the copy? And I also think there's in copy if you really take your time reading it, there's so many clues to what's important to the copywriter and to the client that you can tap into. Like they have very carefully constructed the language. And so try to find the clues of like, what is the main message of this? You know, what am I, what is the most important thing to this? And um, yeah, it can be fun. It's like a puzzle. You know, I I think it, it, people, the other thing I'm sure you guys get this all the time is when you do voiceover, everyone thinks like, oh, I have a good voice. I could do voiceover. It, and it really is right. not about that. Uh, yes, that's a wonderful thing, but there's a lot of people with good Helpful. voices. That's not what's causing yeah. someone to be a good voiceover person. It's like that you know how to perform in a in a medium that's a small microphone, right? So you're not using your body as much. I mean, it's funny. I always talk with my arms, but like I have to be very careful when I do animation because I start to jump or, you know, and they're like, you have to stay yeah, on the mic. Sure. You know, like, you know, all yeah. like, oh, right. It's <laughs> not theater. Yeah. It, yeah. And I'm like, it's not right. yes. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So you have to, you know, there's a skill set to being able to perform in a small space like that and making it, you know, real and intimate. So, but yeah, ad copy has just as much potential, I think for performance as animation. It's just a different focus.
3: Oh, that's great advice. Yeah. And, and I, you know, we keep trying to, to reiterate to everybody it's not voiceover you're a voiceover actor yes you can't Mm -hmm. forget the acting part which is the most important part of anything you're doing you are an actor i say that to my uh, husband all the the time because when
4: he i would help him with auditions sometimes and you know it's like he's thinking about how his voice sounds because that's because he thinks oh i'm doing voiceover now i'm like no no Mm -hmm. no do Mm -hmm. the same thing you're doing on camera it's just you need to do it in this amount of space but you're gonna do the same you're gonna use that same part of your brain exactly you know, yeah. um, don't think about. Well, how it's because he was sound. also,
3: yeah, the well, baby. yeah, babysitting. exactly. So he's it's so inherently I mean, it's...
4: evil and incompetent at the root of everything. Yeah, that's yeah, what fair, I found when I enough, met him. Fair enough. That's
3: pretty much what I.
2: <laughs> I wonder if your dad knew Steve Downs. We had him on. Remember, Steve was a disc jockey. Uh, Steve oh, was I, a disc jockey I, that for name years, and totally years and years. Totally rings a bell. So I have.
4: He does. does he's, the,
3: he's the voice of uh, of Halo. Oh wow! So oh, I'm sure they do. And he was. 35 years right. or 40 oh yeah I'm years. sure yeah. they yeah. do I'm yeah.
4: sure they do the name is um, so has. familiar
2: yeah
3: yeah that yeah. is very now very I have a
4: cool.
2: question and I never really have asked this now when we we know that animation folks like all sort of like are very the camaraderie is very is very vibrant but what about commercial
4: yeah you um, absolutely I'm still really close to I've Really good commercial voiceover friends in Chicago, and I have really good voiceover commercial friends in New York. I don't have them as much in LA because we don't. Although I used to when we would go to the agency to read. I feel like yeah, that's mm -hmm. it. Changed everything. Everything has changed. Oh, I those are some of my best friends in the world. Was I have like a total crew in New York because you're going, especially when you're all in the same, you know, you're all in the same category. And it's so different than on camera because I I feel like in on camera there's such a bigger level of competition. It's such a weirder energy. Mm. Like people don't you're also way more nervous. Like nobody's talking to each other. It's neurotic. It's totally neurotic. (laughs) Whereas voiceover, you read your script, you're ready to go, and you just get to chat. Yeah. And everybody's just like super cool. Most people also weren't starving or terrified. Like there was it was usually like people who were (laughs) lucky enough and felt lucky enough. And so we would just like run around New York. I mean some of my favorite memories of my life is running around Chicago and New York to those voiceover auditions during the day and like seeing my friends getting a cup of coffee and Yeah, very much so in um, commercial because you're just all going out for the same thing. And I feel so terrible with the way it is now. I don't think any of us see each other anymore. And I I think it's a huge loss. No, it's totally different. It is. Is it just not
2: going to go back? Is it never going to go back? Or like, what do we think? Well,
3: it's one of those things where you, you know, you get a lot of producers that it's kind of, I call it the reality show vibe where it's, you know, you get a bunch of people that get together and they go, hey, we can take eight people and throw them in a house and not have to pay them as actors, not have to pay writers, right, not right. have to pay producers. Oh, Why don't so we just true. do that? It's cheaper. Right. And so you get that with voiceover now where it's like, hey, everybody does Zoom. Everybody has a microphone. Why would we rent the space? Why would we do this? Why would we do that? Oh, no. So you hope it'll go back and and, and I think it's going to come down, frankly, to some actors starting to insist, yeah. which I think will be great, yeah. but uh, until then, yeah. I think this is going to be the norm for a little while. <music>
1: Plus, you can get 10% off with code IHEART10. So if you're ready to say goodbye to power struggles and hello to peaceful, loving relationships with your kids, it's time to give Love & Logic a try. Visit their website or call today. Your sanity will thank you. Love & Logic, because parenting and teaching should be a joy, not a chore. Visit loveandlogic.com.
5: If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian
3: I thought this was pretty cool. What does Julia Roberts sound like?
2: Oh yes, we have to go there.
3: I'm just curious if you could just very quickly do a Julia Roberts. If you can't, I understand it, and I'll wait to see your Julia Roberts impression <laughs> in Paranormal Three, Paranormal Activity. But Searching Two, Searching, Searching wait, Two, which I still I have think to is tell To. You guys, like I
4: got to work with her this year, and everybody, I was on <gasps> Gaslit. I played her best friend from her childhood. And everyone's like, are, are you going to tell her? Are you going to tell her? Are you going to tell her? Did you? I did, but she had no idea. <laughs> She's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, well like, when... Oh, you sounded just like her. <laughs> I even had to go back to my agent and go like, it's legal that I do that, right? Because they're like, absolutely. I mean, so yeah, basically if people don't know if you're a massive movie star, like, you're so busy that if they have one line change, they're going to find a voice double to do it. Like, or... And, exactly, and I've done, right. like, a trailer. I did a trailer for her that was, like, almost all me. She has no idea. Um, <laughs> and I did, like, the... Tr- I don't know if I got used in the final, but I get, like, day residuals on, like, Snow White or some... Anyway, she has no idea. That's, but wow. I learned
1: that I... She has no, no, idea. no idea. So I learned that
4: I could do... Um, I learned that I could do for Julia Roberts because she was the voice of America Online. Okay, years ago it was like America. Why yes. she? Why she? America. On-
3: That's my ride or die. By the way, I'm still no, AOL. No, you're I'm still not. AOL. Yes, yes I oh am. God, I swear to God, God, I'm still really AOL. Is. I will be I think forever. My dad is my too. Rider by anyway. um, yeah, my mom okay. is. Just me and yeah, my mom. You, and your dad. The three That's of it.
4: you. So there were all these commercials running. She'd had (laughs) twins. And so she started doing voiceover. And my dad called me and said, congrats. I love the new uh, America AOL spots. And I went, I'm not the voice of America online. And then I was like, I gotta find out who the voice is. And when I found out it was Julia Roberts, I was like, oh my God, I guess I sound exactly like Julia Roberts if my dad thought that was my campaign. Wow.
2: So I told,
4: when I moved to LA, I told my agents that I must sound exactly like her because my dad thought this. So when they would have doubles casting, I auditioned for the first one, and then once they kind of know you can do it, you start to get used. So I did it, I don't. it wasn't like a ton, but I'd say maybe four times, and then Wow. The last.
3: Do you change your voice at yes. all? Yes. What kind I do of you? is I
4: just go. It's not very different, by the way. It's a little more. It's yeah. Just a little more southern. <gasps> so it's a little like I always do. Like the um, what does she say? Like I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy, asking him to love her. Like so, it's a little more dry, and it's wow. and it's a little more southern, but <laughs> it's hardly different, right? It's just like but that's impressive. I, when I went to the trailer and I was sitting next to my ex-husband at the time and I was like you're practically married to Julia Roberts because that is like <laughs> that's me <laughs> and I couldn't believe it um, but anyway she didn't know and I was like okay zip it She's like, I. what are you doing? Yeah, I was like, never mind. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh,
3: God, that's funny. That You're is You're like, fun. I need to
4: secure. And I didn't tell deserves. her like, oh, I guess I won't tell you that I did an impersonation of you on James Corden. So we'll just like skip that. <laughs> um,
3: she's like, are you talking about. Awesome. I, she's too busy. She's like, you could,
4: she's like, are you talking about scratch or something? And I was like, yeah, no, I'm sure it was scratch. I'm sure it was scratch.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. That's it. That's all it was. Um, Okay, so one one important last question that we love to ask people. You can be any animated character you want. The voice of whoever, old, new, whatever you want to be, who do you play?
5: You know
4: what's so weird is Catwoman's coming to mind, which is very odd (gasps) to me. I would not have put that as like, but I guess I think that would be really fun to be like Earth to sound like Eartha kid or something. (laughs) Like to be like really sexy and scary and weird. Sounds fun to me. That's a great. Oh, that's a great, amazing, that's a great that would be amazing, Amy. That would be awesome okay. in my I other life. Because I'm okay. more so, so much the mom. Maybe that's what it is too. Like, you know, I want to be like. like I want to wear. A yeah, hat, I want to wear the <laughs> cat suit. I want to be like hot.
2: <laughs> yeah, I get that.
4: Oh,
2: nice. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> oh
3: my! And, and finally, yeah. what do you think we should put behind Christie in the green screen? Yeah,
4: I was no. going to ask oh, what my, the is cat the woman. Green? What is it? Like what? Do you, you decide later just, or uh,
2: no? I
3: <laughs> exactly, exactly. We're just I'm like, I love the that it's just a green screen.
4: By the way, I started to see a new therapist, and I was like, God, his office is really nice because <laughs> it's by Zoom. And I realized it was one of those backdrops, yeah. and it kind of freaked me out. Oh, I'm like, I'm like if I'm not even allowed, I van. can't trust he... you. Yeah, how can I trust you? I trust
2: you. He's like in prison. Exactly. He could be anywhere. That's what it is. Yeah,
4: prison. He's, he's in solitary confinement on Zoom.
3: <laughs> oh, my. Seriously. Just call me oh Dr. No. 917-61483. Oh, uh, <laughs> no. nice. Yeah, Um. Wow. let me think. Oh no. Uh.
4: What should we put behind her? Um, uh, 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 <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, a... I'm trying to think of, like,
3: a... <laughs> you know what we're going to do? I'll just wait. I can tell you I'll what we're going to do. I'll just wait, like, of Sims character. No, we are <laughs> just going to put on a giant poster for Paranormal yes! Activity 2 that's what it's going to be right behind Christy.
4: I think I did. I Amy, think I, Amy
3: Landecker's greatest performance. I think ever. I did
4: audition for that. I don't think I just like randomly pulled that out of my butt. I do think I re- auditioned. for Yeah. That. It
3: happens I love Amy, that. it happens yeah. or just put oh, julia put and julia
4: roberts behind you We'll just put <laughs> julia roberts <laughs> up julia roberts and exactly. Amy a just giant like giant julia
3: roberts back there that is awesome <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. man you are so talented <laughs> oh thank
4: you, thank you. you. we're you. so glad to have really you here thank you thank it was really fun for joining us really fun
3: when the uh, when the contest kicks off and we get to ad read Ooh. stuff we'd love to have you come i would back. love to yeah. if I you can we know you're super busy i'm really not she's like the one. Well, one of the things we'd like to have people do is when they get farther along in the contest, for you know a week or so, they're going to get it'll be. They're Zoom, gonna going to come stay with me or something. A, a mentor, a mentor. Yes, they're going to crash on your couch. I'd it's be. Just, w- they're going to wake up with Bradley perfect. Whitford and you standing over them, going, "What? He's going to be retching a cat. He's
2: going to be a cat throwing up. That's how he's going <laughs> to. He'll be. Do, he'll teach him that,
3: and I'll do Julia
4: Roberts impersonations. The person That's will be like, perfect. "This is insane. Um, Great no, I'd be happy to do. So. I'd love to do something like
3: that. That sounds like. That's yeah. awesome. Well, thank you so thank much.
4: Thank you, Amy.
0: Thank okay. you. Thank you Bye. for
3: joining us. Uh, oh, wait, wait, before wait. you go, really quick, where can people find you?
4: Um, I am on Instagram <laughs> at Amy Landecker. I really <laughs> hate it, <laughs> but that is the only place. She seems You mean to, it. like, see me perform or <laughs> to bother me. Yeah,
3: anything. You got stuff you want to you press? Or, I'm, any, anything, I just started you shooting uh,
4: Your Honor Season 2, so that's exciting. Okay. And I'm on a movie that I really love. I'm not any massive part of it, but I promote it all the time because I really love it, which is I Love My Dad with Patton Oswalt that's on demand now that just won Aww. South by this year okay. and just released theatrically. So you can get it on pay-per-view and it's a really great uh, movie, a true story about... Uh, This kid's dad catfished him because he wasn't talking to him anymore, and he pretended he was a young woman and he kind of fell in love with his dad. Wow. It's really weird. Oh, no. Really creepy. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Really funny. Cringy. Um, Smart. Okay. So, yeah, that's it.
0: Oh, that's great. All right. Well,
4: cool. That sounds like a great movie. Yeah, it's really good. And Pat Noswell's unbelievable in it. I mean, he's he's, he's so really funny. good. It's also very moving. Like it's kind, of, it's very cringy. I have to prepare anyone. Like if you're not into cringe comedy, don't watch it because you're not to like. It. But if you like a good cringe, this is like top notch cringe.
2: Everybody loves it. Yeah. they try to say Everybody they don't, it. and yet yeah. they do.
3: And let the and now before you go, as Julia Roberts, can you say, please join the super awesome contest <laughs> to oh, become no. the next voice actor? <laughs> you actually don't have to no, if you don't do want it. to.
2: She could say, I hear voices, right? No, I want to try the long
4: line.
3: Yeah, there you go.
2: Okay, you got to feed it to her. Do you
4: know it? Wait, oh my I'm going to, no, I'm so sure bro. I don't. I'm going to do my version. I'm going to improv it.
3: Okay, go ahead. Super awesome. <laughs> please,
4: no, please, join this super awesome contest to be the world's next most famous, fabulous, Julia Roberts impersonating voiceover actor. <laughs>
3: There, that's it. <laughs> oh, you're the best. Thank you so <laughs> that was much, great. Amy. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye,
2: Amy. Thank you. Wow. We love you.
3: Wow. I don't even know all what right. to say. First of all, can we talk very briefly about the amazing advice she just gave uh, voiceover actors about reading ads? About how important that is.
2: I mean, honestly it's huge. Huge. I I as a female voice a person that doesn't have a thousand voices and isn't really plugged into the game. If I were to go back in, I would think that I would probably book commercial work before I book my next like mm-hmm. animation, like like regular series because I've just not been in it for a while. But what she's saying is really sound because it is yeah. purely intention and um, I, I do think you can make a sure. living in many different ways um, there's not just one way yeah. to make a living with but being a voice but think about
3: actor. I mean the, 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 just her advice of it's like it, it's not about thinking about you it's about thinking about who you're talking to and who, who that person is that, that's receiving the monologue taking yeah. it like an acting monologue instead of a commercial right. and the person that's actually received that's totally brilliant advice
2: Like, regardless of what the words say, that is a huge takeaway from her. And, you know, I think we could do this, Will, where we do the takeaways from these guests just so that the people can go back and listen to these and sort of, like, take these nuggets of information with them, you know, for our contest or whatever it is. But honestly, she's a, she's she's oh, a wonderful. Man. That was lady, uh, that right? was I really a ton of fun.
3: Well, thanks her. everybody for hanging out with us yet again, and don't forget we will be announcing more about the yeah. super awesome contest to become the next big voice actor. Ooh, I'm getting better at saying that. Uh, I'm also assuming that's that's the title. I know. <laughs> we'll get there, Christy. We'll get there. <laughs> but there will be much more information coming out okay. about it because uh, our uh, amazing friends at iHeart have made this happen. So uh, there's some incredible, incredible announcements coming up. I mean, truly incredible stuff. Uh, we are just getting all of our ducks in a row as it were but uh keep tuning in every week to learn more about it you can also hit us up at the uh i hear voices TikTok and i hear voices on uh, uh instagram and anywhere else that instagram. you might need it mm-hmm. and again if yeah go ahead
2: anywhere else that anywhere d- I, where Will i am not, not so i won't Will know what you're not, saying not but idiot.
3: please please try to keep it nice because christy <laughs> looks at this stuff uh, but enjoy <laughs> yeah, yourselves right. out there and don't forget if you think you have what it takes to step up to the microphone well Put your voices where your mouth is. Thanks, everybody. Bye. I Hear Voices is hosted by Will Friedle and Christy Carlson Romano. Executive produced by Will Friedle, Brendan Rooney, Amy Sugarman, and Vicki Ernst Chang. Our executive in charge of production is Danielle Romo. Our producer is Lorraine Veroes, and our editor-slash-engineer is Brian Burton. And that uh, was my announcer voice.
2: Some side effects of listening to I Hear Voices are sore abs from hilarity, falling down the cocoa melon rabbit hole, sneezing due to mass nostalgia, and hugs.
3: Follow I Hear Voices wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of the amazing voices.
2: Be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at I Hear Voices Podcast. To see the video streams, subscribe to my YouTube channel.
3: You can also check us out on MySpace, Omegle, Vine, LimeWire, AM, and Napster. Okay, well, let's
2: teach you about the internet.
3: The who?
0: You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. (sighs) Forget those Sunday night blues for a second with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.